yo, 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 that's that Freak Nick by E, the Mastermind, which can be found on www.themastermindmusic.com. It's your boy DB with the vision. It's your boy Quark off the block. And today we have our special guest, a man of many sounds. This guy, man, he, he's, he's touched a lot of artists in the DMV area, inspired me, and inspired many, you know, around this area. It's your boy E, the Mastermind. What's up, y'all? Happy to have be on the show today. Uh, appreciate y'all having me out here. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure to have you, man. So quick, you know, quick turnaround. I'm just glad for you to be here, bro. Yeah. So, bro, just just one quick question for you to, as we get started. Who is E, the mastermind? E, the mastermind is a name that a lot of people going to know. Not just locally, not just, but, like, globally, like, there's a lot of plans I got in my life, and I'm going to make sure that my name is known. I might be going to make sure. I'm going to make sure that my, my work reaches so many people that you have no choice but to know my name. That's who Eden Mastermind is. It's somebody that is is going to make an impact. And I'm, I'm not talking just music either. Bro, to be honest, bro, um, just sitting here looking at your work and listening to the things that you did, bro, um, I really don't think that people really understand what you really do. So today, we're going to make sure the audience and the listeners understand who you are and what you do. For sure, for sure. Um, I got another. I got a question for you, E. When did you discover, or when did you decide that you wanted to, you know, do music and produce music and make music your thing? I would say I discovered it pretty early on. Uh. It was about, more or less, I was like eight years old when I made my first beat. Uh, my cousin used to use Fruity Loops out in Ohio. We used to go there for uh, Thanksgiving. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like, I guess I was putting loops together. Like, I was just dragging and dropping shit and, like, messing around with the drum patterns on there. Mm-hmm. And I made, like, three or four beats. And when he heard them, he was like, yo, this kid's only, like, eight, nine or whatever. And that kind of inspired me. All right, I'm gonna start doing this music thing more. Uh, I ain't used to really like write music before. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I was doing the producing, but I used to like freestyle a lot, like just for fun. You know how it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the family, with your bros, all that. You just freestyling and stuff. Right. My older cousin heard me freestyle when I was like young, and he was he taught me how to write. Like, okay. He was just like yo, start writing, and that's when I when I started writing music at the age probably was like 10, 11. That's when I was like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm going to really do this music thing. Right. Like, back when I was young, I saw, like, Lil Bow Wow, age 13, you know what I'm saying, Lil Romeo. I'm like, if they can do it, why can't I do it? You know right. what I mean? So that's, that's when I really decided I wanted to do music. But I've always been musically inclined, though. Like, when I was, like, five years old, you know, playing, like, Super Mario Bros. and all that. I used to, you know, hear the Super Mario theme song and make a beat out of it in my head. Okay, okay. I didn't know what sampling was back then, but I used to do that a lot in my head, which shit I used to hear. Okay, okay. Dope, dope, dope. Um, Is there any artist, you know, or any... Yeah, any artist from... It could be oldies, it could be somebody from back in the day, it could be somebody from, you know, currently up now that really inspired you to uh, do what you do right now? And one of the producers, at least, okay. that I used to really respect, and I still do respect mm-hmm. a lot, um, 
You know, a lot of people talk about the Metro boomings and all that, but I'm, I'm, I'm more old school. I used to listen to a lot of underground hip-hop. Okay. So one of my favorite producers is Gangstar. I mean, not Gangstar, so I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. DJ Premier. DJ Premier. DJ okay. Premier. I said Gangstar because him and uh, Guru mm-hmm. weren't together. Right, they were right, Gangstar. Right. But yeah. DJ Premier, he's one of those producers who doesn't, his name is not, you know, that well-known among, against amongst all the, uh, like, you know, common people. Mm-hmm. But if you know hip hop and you don't know who DJ Premier is, then yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, revisit that because mm-hmm. he has yourself. a lot of influence, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of influence. He's produced for Biggie, right? You know, he's produced uh, for Jay Z. He's produced for so many different artists out there. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen to a lot of uh, '90s hip hop, he's all over that. He's all over there, and you know DJ Premier because. He used to do all those sort of like uh, DJ scratches and vocal chops in there, like with the hooks and all that. Like, it's a very distinct sound, but if you know it, you know it. Like, he didn't have tags back then. Right. But his sound was so, like, distinct mm-hmm. that you knew it was DJ Premier as soon as you heard the beat. Yeah. Okay, okay. Straight up. So, DJ Premier, man, DJ make sure. Premier, he one of those people that, like, you know, I want to have that type of influence. That's what I want. Okay. Speaking of uh, influence, um, I've noticed and I've heard, you know, your name around a lot and you you've been doing work with a a lot of artists in this area. Um how what has that been what has the experience been like for you and I mean how how does it feel to be able to, you know, help the locals and and build a platform in this area where you're from where you grew up? For me it's a uh really good feeling. Especially with the energy going around with the uh, the DMV right now, mm-hmm. because it's becoming. I believe it's becoming. Not even I believe. I know it's becoming a new hub. Mm-hmm. Like you have LA, you have New York, Atlanta been having its run. DMV is next. We get this whole bad rep because you know people say that people don't people don't collaborate around here. Mm-hmm. It's right. like a me against you type of thing. And you know, when someone else is coming up, nobody wants to even. You know, people be hating a lot, which is right. kind of true. But I, I think I see things shifting, mm-hmm. and it's an honor for me to be a forerunner of that. You know, having the having the studio and recording. I've recorded over a hundred artists around the area. One hundred. Over a hundred. Over a hundred. Over a hundred. Okay. Over a hundred. Like I, I have almost what three hundred gigabytes worth of session files mm. from doing what I do. Okay. Um. Working with all these different artists, working with all these different artists, I've seen how the DMV sound is. I've seen where people's heads are at and how, you know, uh, I see where things are going. Right. I've seen where they're coming, they're coming from, and and I and I see things going a good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, being part of it, you know, I, I haven't made too many beats yet. For any of my artists like that, because I don't produce chop and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I'm very diverse. I make other stuff, but I'm I'm starting to delve in, dive into that some more. Okay, and uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah, you good? Yeah, yeah. I forgot what I was about to say, but like basically, just basically, like it's a lot going on around here, mm-hmm. and it's a lot uh, of flavor. It's a lot of flavor. Yeah, it's a lot of flavor going around here, mm-hmm. and and I'm part of that mix. And right. it's real exciting being right in there because, like, being an engineer, mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to say. Being an engineer, I have the power to influence 
where the sound is going. So right. let's say I mix a song a certain way with certain types of beat chop, reverses, and all that, and that song does well. Mm-hmm. Now more people want more of that same sound. That's how a sound from an area starts. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Okay, okay. All right, and you know, we've been knowing you for a while. A lot of people locally here, you know, they've been knowing you for a while too. Uh, can you give us a background story on your plight, on your adversities that you had to overcome, um, you know, what you're about and what you represent and where you're coming from and, you know, you know, hard times, good times, you know, talk about yourself and your personal life too as well. Hard times, good times. I would say... There's a lot of, uh, with me, people think everything in my life is good because I have a very good family background. And that's something I'm never going to lie about. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, I always keep it real. Like, I'm never going to be like, you know, I'm from the trenches or this and that. I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? Growing up, we were kind of in a weird spot. I mean, it was my mom. My mom was going to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to live out in Saturn Mill Apartments across the mall. Okay. It wasn't always like, Things is like perfect, you right. know what I'm saying. So I've had a taste of what things kind of feel like when it's not everything's not on a pop. You know what I'm saying. I didn't, you know, have to take the bus and all that before. Right. You know what I'm saying. But like, that's not where my struggles come from. My struggles come from the fact that, you know, I was a African child in American world and, and I'm culture. To, right. I'm trying to adapt mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh. A lot of social issues, I'd like to say. Right. More or less. And in, in trying to, uh, you know, fit in where I didn't always fit in. You mm-hmm. know, I always saw things different. I was raised differently. Right. That's one little struggle that, you know, it has hit me and I had to learn to adjust. Right. Coming out of that, like, there came a point where I had finally adjusted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now I'm, now I'm part of the in crowd. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Now right. Now we, we play football together. Now bro. I gotta start. You know, play yeah. football. High school. High pleasure. school was a high point for me. Like high school, mm-hmm. everything was popping. Everything right. was popping. Like I had the whole squad. Like my squad, like legendary. I yeah. can't even talk about it on yeah. here. Like, but we got stories for days. Right. Like, yeah, bro. Like, like I felt, I felt good mm-hmm. during that time. Like, I always say, if during that time period, we had Snapchat. Instagram and all right. that. Mm-hmm. I feel like my whole, me and my whole, like, we all lives would be different. Right. Because right now, what the kids got that we didn't have back then, the exposure is exposed. Like they got, they got access to studios like mine. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They got access to good cameras. Mm-hmm. There were no DSLR cameras. Right, 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 right. right, right. Afford them back then. And yeah. back then, they were very you know, expensive. You, you know what I'm saying? The the, uh, the cameras you put your hand into, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, camcorders. Right. You used to shoot music, music videos on those, <laughs> yeah. and it just didn't look. It just didn't yeah, look right. Yeah, right. It wasn't the same. Like back then, things were just popping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, those are really good times for me. High school was really good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought those good times were gonna keep riding out. Uh, for me, cause that really everything was real good for me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you was you, you had momentum. You was on a roll. I had momentum. I was still doing my music. Climbing. You know what I'm saying? I I literally had anything like a young man could ask for. Right. And I was still about to go off to school. You know what I'm saying? I, I moved to Chicago. I was out there for a year. Okay. What part of Chicago were you in? Uh, 
I was around downtown for real. Downtown, for real. Okay. my school was okay. at. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. I wasn't out. You, you know, know, west side or yeah, south side. Yeah, so I wasn't out south side. I mean, yeah, I wasn't out there. Okay. Uh, I was in the South Loop. Okay. To be specific. You know, I was staying in the dorms. They're not really dorms because the, the school was in the city. So it was apartments. Right? So it's it's dorms, but they're also like apartments. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we had like a kitchen in that joint. You know? Okay. It was nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's kind of where my hard times started starting, though. Mm. Like, when I was in Chicago, I didn't know what was going on at the time. But this is when, uh, like, I got hit with a... Chronic health condition. At this time, there was no diagnosis. And what is and, and can you just give us a, a brief background on what that is? What well, it is. So I got. I'm gonna tell you. I I finally got diagnosed uh, with something called scleroderma. Scleroderma. Yeah, it's an autoimmune disease. If you ever heard of something like, if you ever heard of lupus, it's it's in that same family okay. of diseases. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, less well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different symptoms I could go through. I don't want to talk about it all on here. Like, I got a blog for that called Shifted Scope. Shifted Scope. Shifted Scope.com. I have a blog for that. I'm out of, about to start a YouTube for it as well. Okay. But, like, that really hit me because anybody who knew me in high school, we're talking about the good times. You know, we're talking about, we used to play football. Right. And... At my, my most weight, I was almost damn near 190 pounds. Yeah, like, you, you, you was a beast, bro. You yeah. was a beast. He used to play the line. I was big. He was a, he was a I center. Was, I used to play center. anything, anything that they needed me to play, I would play. Yeah. Right. I was, every every time I ever played football, they always mm-hmm. say, oh, this one's versatile. Like, I, I was a, I was a team player, so I took mm-hmm. one for the team. Like, when I first started playing for Walker Smith on JV, I was a fullback. Okay, yeah, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? It came to a point where I remember... Uh, you know, the center that was playing at the time, we don't got to drop names and shit, you know what I'm saying? He got injured, and, like, it was nobody on the team who could play center. And I'm sitting there like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, but I, 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 don't, I, I wasn't trying to play football for college or nothing. Right. So it shit didn't really matter to me. I didn't right. need to play fullback. I didn't need to get looked at. I was mm. like, if the team needs somebody, I'm going to do it because I can do it. Right. I, I'm the type of person, I'm like, I could do anything I, I, I feel like. Needs to be done. Right, right, okay. If something needs to be done and nobody can do it, he can do it. Okay. That's how I feel. Like, I can do anything I need, like, needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So I I took up and I was like, yeah, I played center before. I can snap. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right, bet. I was the smallest lineman. Yeah, yeah. But I was the smallest lineman. You playing on the line. Boy. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I made it work. For, you know first one, saying? first one in the huddle, uh, first one out the huddle. I still, I still, still made it work. I was on the field all the time. I played right. offense. I played defense. I played special. Play, teams. You played DM, right? What'd I played play? D end. I played nose guard. Okay, yeah, I, I played some linebacker those. before. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as football, throughout my whole football career, I played. You, almost, you shifted around almost all positions. Okay, except quarterback and safety. I never played those two positions ever. Okay, but uh, so, we're not talking about football right now. Nah. We got off track, but uh. Yeah, so I, at my highest, I was like a 180, 185 pounds or whatever, mostly muscle. Mm-hmm. At this time, that at this time that now I'm in Chicago, right, and things are hitting me, I'm rapidly losing weight. Uh-huh. Now, at first, I'm just thinking like, all right, I didn't play football my senior year of high school. Maybe I'm out of shape. You know what I mean? I, I'm one of those people who I felt like I was invincible. So I right, took right, all right. sorts of reasons. Can't, for, can't why, have no health issues. No why way. stuff was happening. Yeah, so I'm like, all right. In Chicago, I'm not I'm not working anymore right now at the time, so mm-hmm. I'm not having that much money. I'm not eating as much. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the reason. I'm walking around a lot more. Maybe that's the reason. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but there's a whole rack of other stuff going on, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, my fingers get real cold real easily. Uh, you know, I'm having hair problems, skin problems. Um, I knew stuff was really getting weird when, like, you know, I'm, I'm huffing and puffing, trying to get up the steps. That was why yeah. I'm, I'm just out of shape, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't until I hit the gym and I realized, like, yo, there's certain things I can't do. Mm -hmm. And I, I dropped the weights and I tried to just do the, the motion. Yeah. With no weights, I couldn't do the motion with, with without the weights. And that's when I was like, all right, we got a problem. Like, you know, Houston, we got a problem. Right, you right, know right, what I'm right, 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 right. And that's when I started seeing the doctors, and I got diagnosed, and mm -hmm. they were like, "There's no cure for it." Mm -hmm. Now, this is now you know summer 2013. I'm not uh, not in school no more. Still discussing whether or not I'm even gonna go back to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I'm like probably like. 120 pounds now, mm -hmm. skinny as hell. Uh -huh. Like, I went from, you know, muscle, big, big, skinny as hell. I come back, you know, things are all different. This is a hard time. Things are all different. We're talking about our high life, that high times, you know, good times, high school. Mm -hmm. The whole squad's all, like, broken up. Yeah. Right. You know? Everybody so went their several ways. Now it's almost like a loss of identity. Like, I don't have the squad Whew. no more. Lost identity. Like... You know, stuff is rough with me and my girl at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm skinny as hell. I can't defend myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking around usually where everybody used to know who I am and stuff. People that knew me, I'm saying, what's up? They're looking at me like, who, who is this? And they'd be like, oh, I didn't even recognize. Yeah. Like, because I'm so damn small. Mm -hmm. And that's a natural reaction. You know what I mean? I don't have any energy. Mm -hmm. So before, you know what I'm saying, I'll be up 24-7. I could, you know, do this, do that, and still make beats and this, this, and that. I'm tired now. So, like, even if I want to do work or do this, mm -hmm. do that, I can't even work. I can't even go get go get me some money. Mm. Like, one of my favorite things is to, is to, is to get money. Yeah. It's right. to work and get money. I'm a workaholic. I love that. When mm -hmm. I was sick, I couldn't do that. Right. I'm on bed rest. I could barely walk at a certain point. Mm -hmm. That part was real hard for me. All that was hard for me. Like, and I, I thought, I thought I was stronger than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So, when things were going through it, I'm like... Oh yeah, no cure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't take no for an answer. Right. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna get past it. Mm -hmm. But it didn't hit me till later that I'm like, all right. I ain't realized how at certain points, just how sad I was, or how like, you know, in despair I was, or how like hopeless I felt. Mm -hmm. There were times I felt like straight trash. Mm. Like for real, like straight trash. Like I'm like dog, like. <coughs> I'm everything I never wanted to be right now. Right. Like, as a man, I felt like that that was gone. Mm -hmm. Like, all that was gone, bro. Like, a lot was gone for me. So, so you went from being a part of something so big to being lost within yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't say a part of something so big, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, w I went from feeling like, feeling like, the number one person on the planet mm -hmm. to fuck, like, worthless. Mm -hmm. Like, like, what the hell am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's how, that's how things felt. Right. And, uh, in my head, I'm still telling myself I'm going to bounce back. By the same time, subconsciously, I didn't know how I actually believed that. So those are the hard times. And it was around that time that, uh, that's when, um, you know, my good man's Kalen. Okay. Shouts to Kalen Hicks. 
Shout out to that man. Kellen Lumin. <laughs> Shooting the videos and you know that's we we uh that's when I did the first album I ever did, produced mm-hmm. Realistic Love for him, which is on iTunes and all that. Okay. Uh, that was a big project. When he came back from the military, that's when things started uh to pick back up in my life again. Cause uh he he got it going with the with the whole album project. Mm-hmm. Like I seen him like talk about like yo, I'm about to drop this album. I hit him, I'm like, bruh. How are you gonna talk uh, talk about you dropping an album? You didn't even hit me. Like, what is that? What sense does that make? Like, where am I involved in this? He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit you. Like, it's all you. It's all you and me. So we get it started, and that's when the studio started. Mm-hmm. Like, he helped invest in me in the studio. You know, what I'm saying we both, you know, started started up the studio, and that's how that started. And ever since then, uh, it kept getting bigger and bigger. Like this room, the studio room, nothing on the walls. You know, we had a laptop. You know, little TV working off of that. Mm-hmm. I'm recording friends, no money, none of that. But you know me, I like to give me my money. Sick or not, I'm right. gonna make something work. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm starting to bounce back a little bit now. You know what I'm saying? So I started. Uh, that's when I started recording mm-hmm. and, and making bread off of it. Okay. And uh, studio wasn't the best, but slowly but surely, I was getting clients. Word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. I am where I am now, where, you know, uh, my studio is that place to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that place to be. The only thing about it is the fact that and I operate at the crib. So it's, it's uh, the way I operate is very uh, low-key. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's not just open doors completely. You know what Stru- I mean? It's structured to this. Like, it, it's not a structure to it because... Dealing with the uh, type of clientele I'm dealing with, you gotta move a certain way, mm-hmm. and uh, just be smart. Like you can't just be running businesses at your house like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's part of the reason why I've recorded so many people, mm-hmm. but at the same time, a lot of people don't know about it because I I made sure it was I made sure it was like that. Okay. But I'm getting to the point <coughs> where I'm about to branch out soon. You know. Right. So uh, I don't even mind. Uh, the exposure, you cannot have some exposure forever. Right. Like, my name gets attached to things all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. it's just about that time. I'm going to start coming out and letting people know what's going on. Okay. So, got another question for you. So, that person that you were when you were low and then the person you are today, what's the difference? And, what, I mean, how how did you overcome that that, you know, that mental collapse and then lost the identity and then also still dealing with the illness today the difference between the person that was low and the person I am today mm-hmm. is uh, acceptance and belief that I'm gonna keep climbing mm-hmm like, it's almost like a combination <clears throat> of, like, my old self, my low self, mm-hmm. to become my new self. Because back in the day, I'm, like, invincible. When I'm low, I'm, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm weak. I'm vulnerable. I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? I can't face things head on. So I, I learned new things when I was at my lowest. Mm-hmm. When, when I was up, when you're up too high... 
you, you, that's how you get, that's how you get, uh, that's how, uh, that's how bad things happen. Like, 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 uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I used to be kind of like, kind of rude. Right. Some people used to say, oh, you know, I might have been, I might have been somewhat of a, somewhat of a, of a, of a uh, bully right. back then. When I was low, I got, I became humble. Mm-hmm. I became real humble. Mm. And then moving forward to become my new self, I think it made me a better man. Mm-hmm. So now when I, uh, now the way I, I like, I am, the way I move, it just, it's a place of humbleness knowing that I, I'm not invincible. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, yeah. no one is right, and but that won't that won't stop me though. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination. It's like I'm not invincible, but just because I'm not invincible, doesn't mean that I shouldn't take risk, right? Because that's all life is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's a risk. Even even like you know your life is a risk. Like your parents had you as a baby, hoping that you know you don't come out. Discombobulated, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you want a healthy child, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's a risk in and of itself. Like your whole just being, just being is a risk. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just learned like I can't, I can't be in a ball. Even if I'm weak, don't mean I shouldn't live. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think it made me realize what Fifty Cent meant by like get rich or die trying. Like it's like there's no living if you're not trying. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you feel like you can't do something, why does that mean you shouldn't try? Right. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what it made me, it turned me into. It turned me to somebody that's just like, you just, you just got to just go out and, and do things. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite words is execute. Execution. Just do it. Just do it. Stop thinking so damn much. Because mm-hmm. that's something I did a lot, being in the dark places I was. When you in those dark places, all you do is think. Mm-hmm. You think and you end up doing nothing. When you do nothing, you end up, you end up losing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Making a lot coming of out of all that, like I feel like I used to be real social. Right. Like I was the type of person that, like, if it was a party and the the party is dead, mm-hmm. I'll go in there and be the life of the party. Like, I'll get it started. Get, yeah. Get that. Get that now, first dance. The party could be lit, and I'm kind of like, you know, what I'm saying, reclusive. I'm yeah, I'm reclusive. I'm real reserved and like. I'll be wondering, like, yo, what, where did I go? Mm-hmm. And I realized it all stems from, like, first of all, confidence. Mm-hmm. Confidence, self-awareness. So I mm-hmm. lost a lot of all that Right. when I went through all that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I lost a lot of all that. A lot of stuff hits you subconsciously. So mm-hmm. now I'm just, I'm a lot more self-aware. Being a lot more self-aware makes it, lets me make better decisions. Mm-hmm. It lets me, uh, it lets me, it lets me, uh, how do I put this? It lets me pay attention to what I'm doing more mm-hmm. and gain more from it. Like before, you do things and you kind of do you're just doing it, and it right. might work, but you don't really know what you're doing. Now I might do something I know it works, and it becomes like ingrained in me. So now things become smoother. Like right. So you're getting. Uh, you're saying you're getting more insightful. You're having. More yeah, insight. I'm more insightful. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. more. Uh, I'm just growing up, bro. That's what, uh, it's growth. Mm-hmm. It's growth at the end of the day. There's no. Mm-hmm. It's only. I always say there's only growth. When you're uncomfortable, and I, I've been real uncomfortable the last however many years, and, you right. know, I'm still moving forward the con- with the uh, the health condition. One of my biggest things is uh, it affects my energy still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I do a lot of work. Like besides all this hip hop and stuff, 
you know, I'm doing side things. Like, I just worked on uh, the Walk and Smell documentary with Aziz Baby, No Fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm actually editing audio. Okay. So there's a lot of different things I do on the side people don't even know about. Side right. projects that haven't been released. I like to score, like, you know, film, stuff like that. So, like, I have so many goals and ambitions, and there's all these setbacks. I'm like, I got to keep moving, you know what right. I mean? Um, dealing with the condition today, I'm more proactive. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I uh, I know that it's not curable, mm-hmm. but I know something can be done about it, or at least every day I got to try hard. Right. And I just know that, you know, cards are always fair in life. I've been dealt some good cards. I've been dealt some bad cards. And my bad cards just means that I got to try harder than everybody else. Right. So I go to the gym still. It's hard for me to gain weight. Mm-hmm. It's real. I'll be, I'll be down in protein shakes, eating food. I don't know what it is, but it's hard for me to gain weight. Just means I gotta eat more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, my flexibility's not all there yet. You know, say certain arm with my shoulder movements. It just means I gotta stretch more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just, it just, it makes me work harder. It makes me work harder than ever. Right. Because now things aren't easy. Back in back in the day, things were too easy for me. Right. Almost things are almost too easy. And people didn't like that about me, and I was cocky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was almost cocky for no reason because it was just like life just gave me too many good cards. Right. Now that I've been dealt about it, bad hand, you know what I'm saying? If I come out of this, no, I'm saying when if, you come out when of When I come out of this, yes, yeah, sir. when when I come out of this, some people might even say, yo, he got the right to be cocky. Like, look at what he done been through. I'm, I'm, I'm humble, humble now. Right. I'm humble now because these Permanent. experiences, they make you humble. Like, I'm real humble. Right. The, when that stuff happens to me, it's type of stuff that people don't know. Like, now I have I have more awareness of other people, too. Mm-hmm. I have more emotional tele- intelligence. Like, I know I know now that whenever I see somebody, there's something real deep they could be going through, mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't even know it. Now I recognize that. Right. With me, people don't know, people don't know it. Mm-hmm. People don't know it. Like, if you didn't know me before, you wouldn't have any idea anything was... You wouldn't have no idea anything happened to me, mm-hmm. ever. Right. Ever. You just think that's how I am. So it gave me that insight, too. And I see what you're talking about. I can gain some parallels with um, what you're talking about in terms of, you know, playing the hand that you were dealt, you know, especially in a situation when mortality comes into play. You know, some peop- it's, it's common for some people to freeze up after something, you know, traumatizing or, you know, something happens like that. And it's important to keep on moving, even whilst you're in the middle of it, whilst you're in the suck of it. And um, I can gain some parallels to see what you're talking about. I can see, you know, I feel what you're saying with all of that. Okay. So um, I did want to um, add, because I did live in Indianapolis for two years, and my next-door neighbor became an older brother to me. And he has been dealing with sickle cells pretty much his whole life. Mm-hmm. Him and his brother, him and his little brother, and um, he has roughly five, six kids now. Um, he's taking care of family, and you know, uh, the the illness sneaks up on him randomly, so he just has no idea when it's coming. So to see you and then to see him, and I mean, you pulled up for part one and part two of you know the the uh, Montgomery Village come up, and you, I mean, you stayed up the whole time. You know, so I I don't see the effect of the energy, you know, levels lost, and I mean I do applaud that because bro is, I I I'm not going through anything like that, mm-hmm. and 
you know, it's just kudos to you, bro. And, yeah, some people choose to lay down after, a, you know, some circumstances like mm-hmm. that. A mm-hmm. lot of people choose to just call it quits and, you know, fall on their sword. You know what I mean? Right. But with you, on the other hand, like you said, it's been making you proactive. It's been making you take, you know, um, preliminary arrangements in order to get to the places that you want to get to. Right. You know, you already went, you know, through your and everything's low, but you already went through your low time and you already proclaimed to yourself that you wouldn't let that define you or you wouldn't let that hinder you or, you know, affect your um, work ethic. And we can see that in you, too, especially from yesterday. You know, you came and you helped and you was up all day. You know, Mm -hmm. you had a long night last night. You know what I mean? And you can see it. You're like, uh, you're shining your own light. You can see the light inside of you. Right. It's almost like a testament, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know. And, and, and sorry to cut you off, Quark. I did want to shout my boy Sean. Sean Reed, S-Dot, and his uh, brother Eric Reed. Shout out to y'all, man. Big influences. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, E. I appreciate the words y'all, uh, y'all giving me right now. Um... I don't, know, I don't know what to say right now. Okay. So, um, like, I reached out to you, bro. It's so funny because I reached out to you probably, like, five days ago. And if anyone who followed the first, the second, and the third episode, you would see the, 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 the quality jump from the third episode to the fourth part one, part two, and part three. And that was all because of the, the, the constructive f- feedback that you gave me. And then um, I reached out to you so we can link up. And it's so funny that we didn't even, the next time we linked up, you on the pod. On the podcast. You know? even, I thought we were just going, you know what I'm saying, grab up some drinks or whatever and just right. catch up and then talk business. But right, right, right. We ended up going right to business. Like. Straight, straight to business. And you pulled up with, with Infinite and Maze. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're, that, that speaks a lot about who you are because, you know, they don't just pull up with anybody. So um, I did want to, for any, I wanted to get a message for, you know, for anyone who's dealing with an illness or a major setback in their life or just, you know, uh, identity loss at this moment, what what would your message be to them? My message is, the key word is resilient. You got you to gotta be resilient. That's just for anybody. Not even if you just have illness. Like, <laughs> resilience in life is... That's what survival is. Mm-hmm. Life is survival. At the end of the day, uh, you got to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what happens to you, you got to keep going because life is life. Life is not death. Death is not an option. For sure. You got to live. And you got to, like, really live. Like, don't don't, don't settle. Mm-hmm. Don't always push push for what you want. Push for what, you, push for what you're going for. Like, part of what... And find the reasons that make you keep going. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I had to keep going is because I felt like I had no choice. Uh, it, it's funny because a lot of the people that do surround me, uh, they're all special people, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Everybody I'm around, they're always doing something special. or They're very, like, you know, prominent people. And the energy circulates. I feel like I'm part of that circle. Right. And uh, I can see it happening. You know, if one person's energy is down, you know, it affects others. Mm-hmm. With other people I was connected to and other people who, uh, you know, expected me to do my part <clears throat> as a team player and just the whole, uh, 
you know vision we have in the future as, as a whole like i couldn't let i couldn't let nobody down so right. i had to pick myself up to make sure the energy stays circulating but uh you know what i'm saying keep your energy up find people who got energy up stay around those people and uh persist just be resilient never give up straight up like be resilient be resilient. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. Uh, hear from your boy E, the mastermind. And shout out. I just want to say quick shout out. Shout out to what y'all doing here. Like this. This right here is important. Like like we talking about. You know, DMV being a new hub. There's no one doing this right here. We got all this creation. There's no. Uh, there's no outlet. There's no outlet. There's right. no. There's no news source. It's mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. I record so many people. Here's the thing about the studio. I record so many people. I've heard a lot of good songs. I hear a lot of trash songs, too. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm also real with my clients. I be giving them constructive criticism, and I see them grow. I've watched... Right. I've seen some of my clients grow up. They've been coming to me since, like, 2014. You know what I mean? I've seen growth. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much good music out here, but it's not It's not going anywhere. Part of that reason, because there's no outlets. Right. You know? So this... You know what I'm saying? Things like this are necessary, because it, 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 it creates conversation. And when right. conversation... When conversation starts, it uh it starts to snowball, and and that that gives that gives a lot more attention to things that need to be given attention to. Right. So man, we, shout out to y'all for this. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, man. Is there a place? Well, what are the outlets? What are the places that uh, people can come see your work and your craft, or you know, websites that you want to shout out, or you know, handles, whatever. Uh, main business handle for me would be. Either at either mastermind on IG, that's where I do a lot of my uh, business updates. That's where you know my main brand is at. Mm-hmm. Besides that, uh, for all things the mastermind, www.themastermindmusic.com. Mm-hmm. There, you know, I got songs that I release um, in the future when I'm dropping projects with other people. My their stuff will be on there as well. Uh, there's a link there to my beat website. I'm going to start uploading a lot more beats in the coming uh coming weeks just ongoing. Like this year I'm going to drop a lot of stuff this year. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready to come out this year basically. I've been working on a lot in the silence. A lot. Mm-hmm. Uh in general the Mastermind Music it, it's a label. It's a label. There's nobody like officially on it right now, but there's a lot of people working with me. Like expect to see EPs with different artists, you know, produced by E the Mastermind. Uh, I don't want to say too much because mm-hmm. I'm one of those type of people. I just, I just do. You don't, you don't talk. Right. This is even this, this podcast is rare for me. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just to let y'all know that you know what I'm saying. Stuff is getting done. You just don't know about it, and more stuff will get done. But I'm not even gonna tell you about it. Just straight up, it's like that. Okay. Okay. So. um message of the day is man just make sure y'all out here being resilient and make sure y'all are embracing all challenges it's your boy db it's your boy q also i also want to shout out my man mansoor i bumped into him i bumped into my man mansoor you know he looked out i also heard he grabbed a tea from you db so mansoor shout outs to you man appreciate your support i also want to shout out to kenny and anthony valet for mm-hmm. their support too as well 
Uh, thank you guys, man, and thank for uh, thank you guys for everybody that's listening. And E, thank you especially for you know coming out and messing, you know, talking to us tonight, you know, and speaking your piece, man. man and not only that, bro. Um, we're today we're in a we're in a new location, man. We actually in the stew. Mm-hmm. We in E, the mastermind stew. We're not in the basement at Jolly's crib this weekend. So I we, I definitely appreciate that opportunity to be in here and just. See this, see this setup, bro. See it. Only if you can this see is, this it, is man. this is a professional. This is my first time being in the right studio, bro. So beautiful. So beautiful. definitely, it's, it's good to have y'all here, man. It's good to have y'all here, and I appreciate uh this opportunity to be on your podcast to speak mm-hmm. for y'all. I know I might have been rapping a little bit here nah, and there, just, but you this, know what I'm saying. This is how it is bro. sometimes. Cool, like you got, we got 45 minutes, yeah, brother. It'd be 45 like, minutes. It'd be like it'd be a lot in my head. That's why my I saw I call myself the mask. My, my mind be on fire, man. It's not all organized sometimes. Right. I'm not even gonna lie, it's not all organized. Right. There's a lot yeah. going on. The key, the key to the key to what we're doing right here, and and how it's gonna get to the next level is collaboration, man. Collaborate. This is exactly what's happening right here. Like there's a lot of magic going on at DMV. I'm telling you, history in the making. People man. coming together. When people come together, it's, it's gonna be a wrap. Right. So it's, it's, it's gonna your, be a wrap. It's your boy DB. What division? It's your boy Quark off the block. Eat a mastermind. And if you're not collabing, you're disrespecting the game. This is Respect the Game. We out.